In conversation with Carmel, we explore how every moment in her life has brought her exactly to this point and how witnessing tens of thousands of people congregating at Burning Man, building a beautiful community, creates a transformative sea of experiences. A sea in which manifestation is magnified and transformative love flows. We look at the importance of self-care, how to handle a difficult burn, and how the frequency of one's own energy determines what we are able to receive in life. The number one thing that Carmel brings to Burning Man every year is love and a heart that's wide open. Carmel shares how in her early burns, people who were mere strangers only half an hour prior were able to bring out parts of her soul that she'd never accessed before and her wish to bring that flame of freedom to as many people as possible. Everything in my life has brought me to this moment. All of the experiences I've had and all the beautiful people who have loved me and continue to love me. And I hope that I... It is my wish that I can like be the version of myself that passes that flame of love along. I'm Joe, and you're listening to Embrace the Chaos. Chaos, it's so great to have you on this podcast. You are one of the most beloved characters of Celtic Chaos, an absolute gem, somebody oh. who is so true to themselves and truly leaves their ego at the door and embraces everybody and allows them to be themselves. So title of the podcast is Embrace the Chaos. And as we all know, uh, life is chaotic in and of itself. But when you go to Burning Man, it's a whole different level. So what does Embrace the Chaos mean to you and how do you embrace the chaos while you're there? Embracing the chaos, you know, things external to ourselves, we are in no control of that. And I think it's it's very heightened when you're at Burning Man because there's such a, an explosion of experiences happening in a short space of time. And there's huge energy. There's a massive collection of really strong-minded, powerful people gathered together. So the experience of, of everybody's like consciousness combining and meshing and generating a lot of like fabulous like emotions it's such an exciting experience and it's so full of like magical treasures and wonders that you know that that journey alone is going to kind of generate a bit of a you know like we're all meeting each other and kind of dancing around each other and checking out what's going on and like understanding things and so that definitely like can bring an element of like, oh, oh what's going to happen next, you know? Yeah. Um, so I think like having that that curiosity, like everything is is the key, you know, and, and seeing everything as like fluid and part of a transformative sea of events that are happening and they're like transpiring exactly as they should and just like sitting back and enjoying the ride and just like contributing to something that's so incredibly powerful. Mm-hmm. And letting it see where that transformative sea takes you. And that's a lovely way to put it because the energy is so heightened there. It's absolutely sure. palpable and you can just think things into existence. And there's so much to take in all at one time. Uh, but the energy is magnetic and powerful. And that's the transformative sea because you're not the same person when you come back, especially after that first burn. And as you continue to burn, it must only magnify after that. But how would you say you were transformed after that first burn that you went to? It was it 2007, your first burn? Yeah, 2007. Yeah. Okay. I suppose like it was my first experience of such a collective generosity and embracing and a sense of belonging mm-hmm. and community, uh, selflessly giving. 
you know, I was just taken up in a, in a in a warm like bubble of love, and it was just fabulous, completely incredible and fabulous. These like people who I didn't know, who I'd never met, maybe even half an hour before, were like bringing out in me this like incredible energy and this like life force that I guess I hadn't really tapped into before in my mm-hmm. life. That was very transformative for me because I took that experience with me, and uh, in times like afterwards, when when I was no longer in the playa. Burning Man, I think, is a state of mind. It's a way of being. I didn't understand that or I hadn't experienced that in my life up to the point, like until I went there and actually felt that and realized, wow, together, community, just seeing seeing somebody else happy, how much love you can get from that. It's just really beautiful. And how small acts of kindness mean absolutely everything. It really does. And when you go back into the default world and you bring that state of mind, that state of being, that state of consciousness with you, you can see the ripple effects. Oftentimes people don't understand why you're doing something for no gain of your own. You're doing it just to pay it forward or to gift yeah. or just to make them happy. And sure. it is, it's like the butterfly effect. And whenever we meet each other, we only met at Christmas for the very first time, but we know that we come from a tribe that we will always look after each other no matter what, that we'll, we definitely know how to have a good time and have fun. It's that safety, comfort, security that you're in the presence of a great person. Your first burn was in 2007. How did you end up at your first burn? I had been traveling in Brazil oh, nice. in 2004 and uh, I had been traveling with a, a friend of mine. Through that friend, I, I met uh, Someone who's, who's you know, very close to me still, Annette Murphy, who lives in San Francisco. So she actually, my father passed away in 2007 and she said to me, I really think you should come to Burning Man with me. She had been the previous year, in 2006 had been her first born. I didn't really know what to expect, but I, I trust my friend. And I knew that, you know, if she was encouraging me to do this, then it was, it, it, it was the right decision for me. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, it's just like such a blessing, such a mm-hmm. gift. Such a... And did you know much at all before you went? I didn't really know anything. But to be honest, looking back now, I didn't really. And it just said, let's go. You're, you're coming. And I was like, great. OK. She had told me, well, this is really, this is going to blow your mind away. It's going to like, it's it's nothing like you've ever experienced before. It's like a playground of love, basically, was how she described it. So, um yeah, and as a woman that has traveled the world, you've probably have seen so much and been to so many wonderful things. And when somebody says to you, it's going to blow your mind, I don't think anything will prepare you for actually how much it blows your mind. Like it's like it's nothing great. else on earth. It's yeah. for me, it's the closest thing to heaven that mm-hmm. I've ever experienced. Mm-hmm. It's like if heaven was a place on earth, that would be it. Absolutely. And you bottle that feeling up and you just pass it on to, to mm-hmm. everybody that you meet. Yeah. Do you have a player name? And if so, what is it? Uh, so my player name is Ranger Raccoon. How many burns, Ranger, have you been to in total? This year will be my seventh. I'm, I'm, I'm you know, happy and honoured to be able to say that mm-hmm. this will be my seventh burn. In 2012, actually, I hadn't even been planning on going to Burning Man. <laughs> and I was over for six weeks on holidays because I spent a lot of time in San Francisco. It was only on the morning of Burning Man, on the morning of everybody leaving, on the Sunday morning, I was like, no. I'm going. And my great friend, Stephen Ryan, was like, I have a ticket for you. You should come. And I was like, of course. And it was like cheering me on from the sidelines as well, going, go, oh my God, you <laughs> totally have to go. So uh, in 2012, it wasn't even on my horizon to go. And it was like, such an incredible experience. I met the best people. Yeah. When you're meant to be there, you're meant to be there. And that's just yeah, proof of exactly. it. Exactly. And in 2014, I left from Ireland because I was in the process of 
relocating back to Canada, I moved. I was going back to live in Vancouver after spending four years living in Ireland. Mm-hmm. Um, so actually kind of like taking on, starting the new chapter of my life back in Canada again after being at home for four years. So that was that was an incredible like celebration and a wonderful way to start my new like uh my new journey you know and did you travel straight from Ireland to the burn and then on to Canada or did yes. you be able okay so that's like a hard reset you know whenever you're going on to a new chapter you need to shut the computer down reboot it up right. you get that yeah. time just to like completely let go of yeah, everything absolutely. that you had you know that you were carrying before have that period of burning man and then enter your your new life with yeah with just like fresh restart what a beautiful yeah, way to absolutely. go when I was flying back I had like a 28 kilo bag that I that I was flying back to Vancouver with and I remember being on the flight the Aer Lingus flight drinking champagne it was like drinking the champagne delighted with life <laughs> here uh, I go <laughs> I'm off to burning man to even add more love and more like amazingness into the mix so yeah that was that was pretty great uh the burning man of 2012 i shared an amazing experience with the founding members of Celtic chaos including natasha mcparland uh dear machalk uh, malcolm bruce his great sister many other wonderful heroes legends and complete warriors mm-hmm. that um that that we're so lucky to have who are who are like at the helm of this wonderful ship of Celtic chaos So that was just such a great experience because that sense of collectiveness, that sense of working towards a shared goal was just so clear and so like, it was just so beautiful, man. Just, yeah, just incredible. And I can imagine then to see Celtic Chaos come from conception into real life must have been something absolutely magical. Oh my God, the castle was just like so beautiful, Mm -hmm. wonderful, so, Mm -hmm. so wonderful. Like, it's just like a pillar like a iconic amazing place on the mm-hmm. playa just like grown from the dust you know just powerful super super yeah. powerful and then with like the tricolor of course flying and a landmark for a lot of people because when you're oh, cycling absolutely. there at night sometimes when you're going you know from 10 to 2 or vice versa you you know you can overshoot and it's good to have such a powerful landmark and especially a castle in the middle of in, in the castle cool. in the middle of the desert with a hundreds neon. of people having yeah, such yeah. an awesome time yeah. under that drawbridge absolutely for sure mm-hmm. just like the the green neon strip lights you know it's like mm-hmm. covering this gorgeous structure mm-hmm. with it's like you know exactly like a castle should look just mm-hmm. like wow so for anybody wow. that's listening to this podcast or watching on YouTube, like we would absolutely love for you to share some of the best moments that you would have had back in the day of the Celtic Chaos Castle. Parts of the castle still stand, but it's not there in its fullness of 2013 in those early years. But it was just an absolute sight to behold. And people just had such a beautiful time in there. So if you ever did stop by, please do drop us a comment and let us know some of your special experiences in there. In terms of special experiences, I know that we all have those absolutely mind-blowing instances in Burning Man, whether they be coincidences or playadipity or just something that has stayed in your heart forever. Would you like to share some of those with us? Uh, yeah, I would be honoured to share some of them. I have a very strong memory stamped on my mind of just after the 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 burn on the Saturday night, standing in the middle of like the the full circle and seeing an explosion of energy 
of light, of love, of music, of people together. Like, wow. And just looking, doing a 360 degree turn, just seeing everywhere exploding. Just wow. And often, actually, I find that, you know, when I sometimes often, actually, these days, at least when I um, hug somebody or when I share a moment of love with somebody, I actually almost see a visualization of that happening in my mind's eye. It's really actually fantastic. Like it's these experiences, they're so profound and transformative that they really stay with stay with us, you know. That mm-hmm. was so gorgeous. It's, I will never, ever, ever forget that. That's just like, wow. It's like, mm-hmm. And we're in a desert, right? So it's even more incredible. Mm-hmm. And in it's created by people's love and people's community spirit. The effort that's that's put in by people who are doing it purely for, I want to share this with others. I believe in this. Mm-hmm. It's part of the fabric of my being. You know? mm-hmm. And we were born really to create. We're on this planet to create. We're not on this planet to work a nine to five. And I know we do have to earn money, but um, when you see what people can do when they're just left to be free, it's such a beautiful thing. And it's gorgeous what you said about how when you hug somebody, when you meet them, either for the first time, you actually visualize that. So that energy that you gain from Burning Man is actually being transferred over to them. And um, one of the things that Natasha had said about you was that you have this special quality and it's something that you simply can't describe. And I certainly felt that whenever I met you. And it's obviously that energy that you're transferring, that love, that explosion. And it's in the most subtlest way, but it's grounded and it's strong. Oh, well, sure. It's like, as, as you know, I, I know that it's the people around us. And I have been so blessed in my life and I continue to be blessed. There is no words to describe my blessings. I, I just want to be the best version of myself I can be. And um, that's that's such a gift, actually, you know. And yeah, it's, I'm humbled, actually, at the love people have for me, Joe. <laughs> Well, well it's every so, bit of it is definitely deserved thanks a million <laughs> and has there been any other moments that have really stood out to you that oh you know, many sure many the moments of of love and support and mm-hmm. friendship mm-hmm. and care and compassion and mm-hmm. like unconditional love i've mm-hmm. received from all of the beautiful people i've been lucky to share time and space with it's like beautiful i remember when carol cox was playing in 2017 being behind the bar and just like the love flowing, the dancing, the good times, like just pure, oh, just like beautiful, like that deep, those those emotional states are so incredibly powerful and mm-hmm. it's such a, an amazing experience actually because it is our mind state that, that determines our quality of life. And if we can allow our mind to experience pure joy and happiness, it 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 is like, it not only impacts ourselves, it impacts mm-hmm. everybody. And, and it also impacts those that are not even there physically. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. we're sending that out like a, like a, like a mushroom effect, you know? Mm-hmm. And we often we have that mushroom it. above Celtic chaos as well. So yes. um, I've seen the videos of uh, Carl Cox. That was the year before I went. So I missed that, but I've seen the videos of it and the, and the, the, the castle had been dismantled in such a way that it was much more of an opened dance floor. Right. So people yeah. were just coming in and coming in and coming mm, in and the God. dance floor was building and building and building and bouncing as he continued oh. to play. And, Oh, I could imagine what a special experience that was. And to be working behind the bar as well. I know, totally. 
Let's so, talk about the bar, Birdies. What was it like to do the bar when uh, Carl Cox was playing? Really great, sure. Absolutely fab, you know. Like to, to, to find a way to keep the flow going so that people were hydrated and they, they, they got the best quality that they could possibly, that we could possibly deliver. That's yeah. the beautiful thing I find with Celtic Chaos. Like the quality is like the best we can give. Yeah. Is like stamped on every moment. Yeah, it's the best quality speakers, the best quality beverages that we can Absolutely. afford. That if people need anything, like there's nothing that's too much for us and it's um, a beautiful quality in Celtic Chaos. Yeah, teachers, man. Each each person there is a teacher mm-hmm. yeah. and a great friend. Every moment sure is like, there's, there's a hand that's ready at all. It's like manifestation is magnified. Uh, the player provides. You, you need something, you're thinking about something and it just magically appears somebody comes to you and walks past you and says do you need this and you know I tested it out at the end and said I really wanted something and somebody gave me a full box of it and I was just like wow it was champagne it was we were doing the takedown amazing and I was like I just I'd ran out of all my Prosecco or and we were doing the takedown we're having a great time and Mm -hmm. I just wanted another bottle or two and somebody gave me a box. Oh, it's great. There's a whole sense of like magic. It's, it's, it's magic really in the air, you know. I bet and you can't wait to get back. I am so excited. I'm already visualizing so much and imagining what it'll be like and like scheduling my day when I'm there and, you know, what I will need to take and how I'll, I'll like, you know, make sure that I have things that are important. What are your sort of top three things that you always bring? Aside from like your sleeping bag and all that water. As much love as possible. Oh, as much love as possible. oh sure. As much uh, with a heart wide open, the door of, of our hearts open to everything beautiful we're receiving. Because I think being there, in fact, I know being there, we're chosen, you know. To be honest, it's not everyone is as fortunate, you know, like to really have a sense of love and gratitude and like wonder and like wow just like ah <laughs> so I think that's that's number one really because okay, it's like beautiful. it gives like everything in life you get you get you know we're ex- exchanging energy all the time you know so the, the frequency of our own energy determines what what we're able to receive mm-hmm. so making so sure your your spiritual hygiene your emotional hygiene is in check and that you know you're leaving your ego at the door which is one of the things that Natasha also said about you um and that's a conscious choice that you make you know it's not something that naturally happens Mm -hmm. and I do believe as well with Burning Man one thing that I always think of for myself is that I need to be mentally strong enough and physically strong enough uh because it's a it's it's a marathon, you know, it takes yeah. its toll physically, emotionally, right. mentally. And, you know, I was asking myself, am I strong enough to go physically? Like, am I in good enough health? But also, am, am I am I emotionally and mentally well enough to be there? Because um, it's 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 not for the faint hearted. That's for sure. That's right. It's not for the faint hearted whatsoever. Um, <laughs> but I've never thought of it from your perspective of is my heart open enough? for me to step and, through this threshold yeah. that's beautiful yeah yeah and uh, there are times when it challenges will arise you know uh, mm-hmm. I, I suppose one thing I have learned over over my years is the importance of self-care is key you know I, I can look back over the years that I've gone and I can tell 
where I was in my life based on how much self-care I did and how much prep around things that were important, like a nice place to sleep and, you know, nice comfy clothes in the morning, like a nice fleece and things like that and taking care of my feet and stuff like that. You know? <laughs> so I don't even need to. It's like a compass, you know, mm-hmm. that that like, how are we self-caring? And I, I, I guess I mean that not just at, uh, on the playa. I, I, I mean that in every part of our life, but I think it's heightened on the playa because you're you're in a very harsh environment in a lot of ways. So mm-hmm. it's important that I would stress that to anybody that's considering going and to make sure that we have what we need there in terms of our physical well-being. And as you mentioned, as you so beautifully put, our spiritual health mm-hmm. is key, you know. And uh, like, even if our spiritual health isn't, I guess, like at the peak, I think like that if we are at Burning Man, and in fact, wherever we are in our life, it's where we are, for our soul's purpose and our soul's journey mm-hmm. and and trusting and knowing that yeah is is like it's there's so much support in that when things are hard and tough to know that this is part of my evolution mm-hmm. this is part of like my and I, I i've i i can definitely say that because there have been times in the seven years the six years soon to be seven years i've been a burning man that i've cried tears mm-hmm. I've lost blood <laughs> <laughs> and sweat and tears literally all in the one a, minute I've only been to two burns um no, and, well I don't okay. say only but I know my first burn was probably the most magical beautiful first burn anybody could ever have hands down it was just unreal my second burn not so much it was a different it was a different burn but somebody said to me on that burn you don't get the burn you want you get the burn you need and that always sat with me because I was like oh, I didn't I didn't want it to be like this I wanted it to be like last year but they were like it's what you needed you know and even in saying that even if it's a great burn quote unquote there will always be a point in that week where I find you want to be drop shipped straight out of there because it does get difficult even when everything's good there's you know the great thing about us in Celtic Chaos and I'm sure like almost every other camp out there or every other camp out there is that the community and social responsibility and taking care of each other is so on point and without that we wouldn't survive in that harsh environment but there's there's a point in every week where you're just like get me out of here I can't do it anymore but it's how do you bring yourself back in and it's when you've self-cared when you've spiritually self-guarded yourself when you surrounded yourself with loving beautiful open-hearted souls whereby when you can't carry yourself they will carry you and vice versa that's what really gets you through um I suppose probably my most difficult moment at Burning Man came in 2015. Uh, I got a call from my sister um, to let me know that my brother, John, uh, was critically ill. And it was, you know, there there was a very strong likelihood that he he would not make it. Okay. This was on on the the Thursday evening of, of Burning Man and not knowing what was going to happen. So did the rangers come to the camp? To let everybody know, it's very hard to communicate when you're in Burning Man. It's not as if we have the internet or we have phones or we have anything like that. You're cut off from the world, basically, Yeah. that week. So how did you get the news? Uh, I got the news actually through Crow, okay. interestingly enough, because he had a satellite phone. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had given my family 
uh, my Crow's number and he had received a call which was very traumatic for him and for many other people in the camp actually who were who who supported me through that. Mm-hmm. Like it was it wasn't just me on that journey. It was many other people who were who were there and who were impacted by that. And of course like the support I received from Crow and many other people like Billy Vaughan got in his Jeep and drove me all the way to Bino. From, mm-hmm. from Burning Man. You know, so Billy Vaughan is one of the other founding members of Celtic Chaos. So he jumped in the car with you. You guys drove straight out of Burning Man. Like it's an hour and a half, two hours in Torino, maybe more. Yeah. yeah, more. He dropped everything. He drove you straight to the airport. And had you been living in, were you living in Canada at the time? Yeah, I was living. Yeah, I was living in Canada at the time. And you had to take that flight yeah, I had to fly from Reno to Los Angeles, Los Angeles to London Heathrow and London Heathrow to Cork. How many hours did that take you? Uh, I got home. I left Burning Man on Thursday night and I got home on Sunday. I actually arrived home to see my brother on Sunday at 4 p.m. You got to see him? I got to see him, thankfully. And thankfully he oh. lived. Oh, the big wow. hero that he is. I know he's some hero of men. Oh my God, what a happy ending. <sighs> Oh, I know. I know. I know. I know that I'm now that I've moved back to Ireland and I'm living here. I see him so often and it's so great. So great. He brings so much love into my life. He's so strong. Mm -hmm. He's just so loving and compassionate and just so he's like, yeah, like we we go for walks often and to see John's smiling face and to see like, you know, the wonder he experiences in, in things like a small walk or a trip to the shop or anything, really. It's just so amazing. It's it's like a beautiful, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. So I'm so grateful to the people at Celtic Chaos who, who were able to facilitate my return to Ireland when he needed me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, it take, yeah, it took a team to get you there. And I'm sure that the love that you had experienced was what helped you do that mammoth journey Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday to get home. Like that's, it's not as easy as just jumping on a flight and getting out of there. And even the layovers, like the layovers were just, because I mean, I I left the desert. It's not like I had time to take a shower or anything. It was like, I'm leaving the desert now and I'm going to get to Reno and get the next flight kind of thing, you know? Mm -hmm. And, uh, layovers were just horrendous yeah but anyway that's it's not it's neither here the most important thing is my brother john is still alive mm-hmm. so you know that's really great you know and yeah a great outcome and just yeah and i'm so grateful because everything in my life has brought me to this moment all of the experiences i've had and all the beautiful people who have loved me and continue to love me and i hope mm-hmm. that i it is my wish that i can i can like be the version of myself that 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 passes that flame of love along and creates. Oh, you already are. Thanks, Joe. Right are. back at you. You're absolutely right when you mentioned there that we get the burn we need. And certainly in my own case, it's not until I reflect back on certain, like, um, I suppose, like experiences or certain things that happen that I really see that. Uh, and I, I use that in, 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 in my growth, really. You know, mm-hmm. I see, or oh, I can see what lessons. I was receiving at that moment mm-hmm. and that that's really I think it's important like to integrate that into our life mm-hmm. you know because um it's true learning really like in growth and and forward motion that we 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 create the life that we desire you know I, I think Burning Man definitely provides an opportunity for huge growth massive, mm-hmm. massive mm-hmm. really incredible 
Yeah. yeah, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, friend circle, like my, yeah. my friend circle, like especially with moving back to Ireland from Sydney, the Burning Man community, the friends that I've made through Burning Man that are in Ireland yeah. are really what's helped me transition perfectly into living here because yeah. we met all at this communal place, shared this experience, which oftentimes is hard to put into words. And I know like we're doing our very best but sometimes there's no word strong enough, I find. So you grow spiritually, emotionally, mentally, your heart grows, your tolerance grows, your ability to to survive in the desert, your ability to to hold pain and to transmute pain also grows, I find as well, because you know that it's not always going to be like that, that there is the like that experience that you have of seeing that explosion of love and light and just raw emotion that's that's something that you're going to hold with you forever so no matter where life takes you or no matter what happens you always have that inside you forever what's the second thing that you cannot do without on the fly lights are key uh you know like um lights where they're they're basically i mean solar lights ideally but if you can get lights so that you can sew them into your coat and you're nice and lit up that's really gorgeous because it's very practical and you're you're creating a beautiful experience for others to see your gorgeous lights. You know, we have to, people are cycling and it's it's difficult if somebody is cycling along and, um, you know, they don't see a human being and it's not a pleasant experience for both parties. The first few Burning Mans I've been to, maybe all of them. <laughs> uh, I've been a bit like, oh, here I am, whatever, you know. So, um yeah, I would say lights are, are really very important. I also would say that a, a a a backpack, which is a bit boring and things, but like is very practical thing. And also bring clothing, bring clothing in a Ziploc bag, you know, even clothing you're like, I really would love. I know three days in, I'm going to want clothes that are totally clean and everything. So if mm-hmm. you put things in like a Ziploc bag, it can actually preserve them and keep the dust away because it's nice to change clothes like, you know. And I would also recommend having a shower at least one of the days being like, OK, today's my day for having a shower. I'm going to totally like get get the shower thing going on kind of thing, you know, because uh, I've gone like full week, you know, and, you know, and eating is so important because eating like provides us obviously with energy. Right. So, you know, and it's difficult mentally and physically to be to be like operating at our like peak if we're not actually eating. And even mm-hmm. if they're like carbohydrates are key, if you can bring food heavy in carbohydrates and protein, mm-hmm. you know, and things that are easy to prepare and things that like don't require, you know, if you're just like, oh, wow, I'm just so like exhausted after having the best time ever. Things that aren't going to be super complicated and, mm-hmm. you know, something easy and simple, you know, so that's very important. Bring good food. Yeah. Lou Sullivan recommended tins of pineapple. Oh, nice. Uh, me and Siobhan Downing always have the joke of like, why does everybody bring granola bars? Like, it's such a dry environment, you know. Yeah, totally. You've been having a, a hefty drink the night before. Yeah. You're dehydrated. You're however far above sea level. You're in this really harsh environment. Sure. And when you wake up, the last thing you're going to want to open is a granola granola oh, bar. Yeah, they're on the list. Have you ever done oh, a, a shift in the kitchen? Yes, yes, I have. I remember serving fab food in 2014. 
I was put in charge of serving the vegetarian dish and it was such a fab moment and a wonderful memory, actually. It was gorgeous and I was honoured to be doing that, to be to be like um, helping out in that way, you know, because our food, the quality of our food is always very high at Celtic Chaos. So it was mm-hmm. really, really great. And even the amount of work to maintain the trailer year round, you know, I, I know I know that like Natasha and Chalky and, and Annette and a few and Malcolm and others um, have gone up there. To, to like clean it out and get it all set to go like it's just so much work behind the scenes that goes into the camp it's, it's actually incredible it's beautiful to be able to you know serve at the bar or to cook food yeah. or all the people that come and build the camp you know to have to be able to build a camp of that size takes a lot of different skills and thankfully we have men and women that have those building skills and carpentry skills and mm-hmm. can you know drive the heavy machinery um to make that all happen because there's so many different moving parts in it. Um, And when you leave your first burn, you have a family, you know, Mm -hmm. you just, you've gained a whole family, which is like one of the most beautiful things. It is gorgeous. Like we, so many people are are together and so many great people, because I think people attracted to that kind of experience are people who are like automatically, we, we already have like a strong connection with the person. So mm-hmm. you meet somebody on the play and it's like, wow, like, you know, where have you been on my life kind of thing, you know? Mm-hmm. And like we so met at Christmas and it's like we haven't even had a burn together. We've had a Celtic Chaos Christmas Hooli, which is our annual Christmas gathering, yeah, which happened in Ireland. Which is so good. It was yeah, amazing. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. But to get on Playa, like, you know, that's going to be special, you know, yeah. and you just know, like, yeah. I can't wait to see you in the dust, Ranger, Ranger Raccoon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Can't wait to, like, cycle around and just, like, you know, smile and laugh and maybe sing a few songs and listen to some excellent tunes and mm-hmm. just, like, kick back and celebrate life. Actually, mm-hmm. that's, I really feel Burning Man is a huge celebration of life. And creativity. Yeah. It's the first time that I've ever felt free in my whole entire life. Oh my God, you're beautiful. True freedom. I've never felt that before. And it was on the, it was on the Sunday night. So the very last night of my first burn. So I wrote out, it was a lot of people that I didn't know. And we went and George Michael, Freedom was playing. And oh, I love we're it. all singing it from the top of our voices. Love. And just th- that feeling that we had. And I just remember like, this is the first time I've, I, I didn't know what oh. freedom was until this week. Gorgeous, gorgeous. That mm-hmm. is beautiful. Oh, wonderful. I don't know if I'm going this year. I haven't decided yet. So hopefully everything will hopefully. happen and align. So, and as we so said, great. if I'm meant to be there, I will be wonderful, there. Wonderful, 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 wonderful. To see the sun coming up is just like, wow, just like, wow. Just I remember one of my strongest memories is actually with Natasha on top of somebody's RV the night that we arrived. They were like, come on up here. And we sat there and we just like, wow, watched the sun go down from the top of somebody's RV. And it was just such a magical experience. I don't know which I prefer most, day to night or night to day. They're both magical in different mm-hmm. ways. Night to day is a new dawn and it's like the start of something new, but equally day to night just holds this promise. The sun and the light lingers for so long and it's such a beautiful show, but it's, you know, what's this new night going to hold, you know? And then it just the energy, it changes. It doesn't increase or decrease, but it just changes Gorgeous. Do you have a preference? Have I a preference? I guess it depends on on where I am in my own emotion, in my own like energy state, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Uh, 
I guess like definitely uh, coming into to the evening time is always pretty exciting. Certainly, mm-hmm. because we're regrouping after the day and maybe we've like hit up a workshop or we've been to another camp, for example, and we're just like... We all have dinner together. Yeah, you're getting ready. That's quite exciting to be like getting getting ready for the night, like, you know, getting dressed and, you know, spending five hours putting on my dice. <laughs> <laughs> the hardest part Brilliant. of every day is getting ready. It's right. just it's such a struggle sometimes, you know, and... Yeah. I remind. I remember it just being a real struggle one day, and then I said to myself, "This is the hardest thing you are going to do today, and this is the hardest thing you're going to do every day." So just enjoy that fact in and of itself, because sure, once you get sure. over this, it's it's yeah. it's going to be beautiful. It's easy, easy street. And then there's, you know, I suppose nighttime. Lots of people have fab costumes, and daytime also is quite fab. Like this, the. The uh, song camps during the day are are like epic. Yeah, so good. I remember district. Mm-hmm. Uh, for my first born, actually my second born, 2011, like the daytime party in district was just like, I remember one guy walking around with like his shirt and district attorney stamped on the back of the shirt. I was just like, I love it. That's a pretty cool camp. <laughs> oh, totally. So cool. Those guys are all really cool. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, again, just like so much love, you know, so much. Mm-hmm. We can do this. So why not? Like, it's a yeah. thing. And let's just push the limits and see what else we can do and, you know, how more beautiful we can make it. Yeah, 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 for sure. We had obviously very, very sad news um, in start of 2020 with the passing of Crow, one of our founding members. And that is something that has just sat with us all. Like in Sydney, whenever we got the news we all got together uh, and we're just with each other and realized that we wouldn't actually be together. We wouldn't be together in this moment, the vast majority of us, if it weren't for Crow, because he's the linchpin between so many of us and the legacy that he's created uh, is something that's going to go on, you know, for decades, if not forever. But in terms of like your experiences with Crow, tell me a bit more about that. Uh, yeah, sure. He's just like, I think the testament to somebody's life is the memory that lives on in, in, in other people's minds of that person. Because the person may not anymore be physically here with us, but what he has left behind will never end, as you lovely, so well put there, Joe. Mm-hmm. You know, so like, yeah, I got to know Crow really in 2012. Mm-hmm. Um him and I actually came back and drove into Reno together after after Burning Man. And mm. it was so funny because the two of us were totally wrecked. And we were just like, I think I think Crow might have driven around the road about, about five times, you know, and we were trying to find. <laughs> it was just such a funny moment. And then when we arrived into the hotel, actually all of my clothes were in were in Natasha and Chalky's truck. So I was walking around the hotel in Reno wearing like an Irish flag for like five hours just like totally destroyed not even having a shower or anything for basically we can have whatever so what a man sure and I remember at that burning man as well like just him taking care of so many things you know just being on the music on the decks like in like just the man was in flow all of the time mm-hmm. but uh, like just the, the the opportunity to be in the presence of such a great person what a warrior. Somebody. What a man. What a warrior. Mm-hmm. What a visionary. Mm-hmm. Like, wow. 
And to go back now in 2022, it's going to hit everybody really hard that he's not going to be there. But in, you know, in his fashion, we will party all the harder for him because that was his motto. One of his was party harder. It will be difficult with him not being there, but it will also be not only a testament testament to him, but in honour of him, you know, because he was somebody oh, that got stuff done. You know, he 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 kept fuel on the fire and we're going to do it for him, with him oh, and in honour of him. Yes, I think it is the true testament. I hadn't seen him for some time before he passed away and I, I think about him often. He's a man that that was very inspiring and I want to be more like him. And, yeah. I, and I know that like words can be easy to throw around the place, but action is really the only way. And he was a man that was a man of action. He was a man of action, yeah. Yeah, I remember takedown last year. I was sitting on top of an art car. It was the first time I'd watched a sunrise from high up at Burning Man and watched the sunrise. And then it was time to take down. So this would have been on the Monday. And Crow went round with a hurling, a hurling bat and just started banging on the top of everybody's yurt. It's not even like half an hour after dawn. The day had just about broke and he is, everybody's up. Up, up, up. We are getting this camp taken down. Uh, and, you know, people are, you know, slow to rise, especially after a week or maybe two and a half weeks in the desert. He just started taking the roofs off the yurts. It's like, we're packing this up. It'll be hard this year without him. Yeah, it'll be tough. But we will do him proud. Oh, for sure. Every moment will be a moment of sharing, of building, of all of the things that he represented, you know. Mm-hmm. Inclusion, care, love, mm-hmm. support, friendship. He's made us all into, he's made me certainly into a better person. That is a sentiment that will be shared with many, everyone that came to, into contact with, with Crow. I love the way you said, um, I want to be more like him. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> to, to, to like, to, to see something through all the way, you know. Mm-hmm. To do it in a way that's like, and not just for Celtic Chaos, because I know that he had involvement with many other camps, including building the temple and like the the impact, you know, of that sort of work going up for the build all the time. And his his like his sense of I want to do this because this is this is, this is something that, you know, this is I believe in this, you know, mm-hmm. this is who I am as a person. Mm-hmm. These are my qualities. I, mm-hmm. it's, absolutely, I want to. I want to embody everything that he represented. Mm-hmm. For sure, in every in every element of my life. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember actually in 2014, it was like I we I got there and I didn't actually arrive until the Monday, and uh, um, I, I I we got there at like seven o'clock in the morning, and uh, I remember just like I, I don't know where I'm going to put my tent, so I was like, oh, I'll just put my tent over here and. Anyway, I put the tent up and three hours later, it transpired that I was after putting the tent at the door of his, of his like RV. He opened, he, I'm like sitting there at the door of the, at the, at the entrance of the, of the tent, like I'm finally here. And next thing like Crow appears and walks down the steps of his RV, RV, like he's after coming out of the sky above an avenue. <laughs> the world is, is not the same, like those mm-hmm. that, that leave us, but they never go away if we live mm-hmm the way and if we embody how they loved us if we love ourselves and we look after ourselves and those around us the way crowded mm-hmm. then we are we are his memory is living on forever 
And it goes back to like, we never know what life is going to throw at us. Life keeps on life and it's unpredictable. Yeah. We never thought we were going to lose him. No. You no, know, no. so soon or just so don't suddenly. Know. Exactly. Life is super. Like any of the people in our lives, you know, at any moment, mm-hmm. you know, a call can come in and basically with 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 like news of something happening we really life is uncertain life to to i suppose like to really get a, a sense of what that actually means about the uncertainty of life and how precious moments are you know because we don't know when somebody will be taken from us or mm-hmm. we don't know when we ourselves will be taken mm-hmm. you know and that sense of like our own Immortality and and the reality that ultimately we're we we will all pass on into the next life. The mm-hmm. question is when will, will it happen and how prepared are we and and what will people say about us when we go? You know how have we lived? What mm-hmm. kind of like what kind of memories have we created in the minds of others? You know, mm-hmm. I suppose like it keeps the importance of living a good life and doing what we can. They say like live each day as if it's your last. We all hear that. But do we actually do it? Like I, I'm guilty of not doing it for sure. Until I remind myself, like this, exactly. this could be it. I could go to the shop and that could be it over. Have I lived a good life? Well, the answer is yes. But can I live a better life? The answer is certainly yes. Can I be a better person? Yes. It's in this moment that we have the power to do that by mm-hmm. creating mind states that that help us to to be strong and help us to make the best and help us to concentrate our mind. Crow was excellent at that, mm-hmm. and actually focusing his energy on something and seeing it through love, this mm-hmm. pure love, you know. Tell me, uh, just to change paces a little bit, um, people having a beautiful, spiritual, wonderful experience in the desert, but we're also there to let our hair down and have a great time, yeah. to have a couple of drinks at Birdie's Bar. Uh, yeah. So there's always going to be a shit show along the way. And we, we yeah. know, what's some of the biggest shit shows you've seen? Um, well, I suppose, like from a from a kind of a natural a natural perspective, the sandstorms can be quite quite harsh. You know, I mean, everything oh, yeah. gets covered in, in sand, and when it's, when one of them blows through the camp, it's just like, man, hold on to your hats, hold on to basically each other because everything else could fly away in a heartbeat. You just have to uh, bunker down. That's it. Yeah, you just have to bunker down, basically. You know, and I suppose like one of the other ones that sticks in my mind was in 2012 when we were packing up and. Like we were kind of lifting the coach and stuff, and uh, we we lifted the coach up in the air, only to realise that there was like loads of bottles actually stuck down the back of the coach. So when we turned the coach upside down to put it on the trailer, all of the drinks spilled all over all of us. We were just like covered in this alcohol that had been hanging around for like I don't know how long. <laughs> oh, that would be the last oh, thing you would know after packing up. I know, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But um, you know, uh. They're the ones that really stick out in my mind. And of course, things like the electrical, which Crow was so good at, keeping an eye on things and making sure the amplifiers were all set to go and the generators and that stuff doesn't happen by itself, you know? Mm-hmm. And even the and I remember, from a log- logistical point of view, like getting Billy Vaughan and, you know, coming in with yeah. the haulage and the, mm-hmm. you know, the function one speakers and like, yeah. it takes so much. You're totally setting up showers and everything, you know? And the food, like, you know, making sure obviously things are kept cold and having enough dry ice and unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Like, whoa. It's, it's like, you know, yeah, it's, it's quite like you come away and you're like, man, I, I, I want to have like, a, I don't know, like a project that, that where I bring something 
amazing because it's so inspiring to be around people who are creating so much. You know? mm-hmm. And it sort of teaches you to test the limits of what you think you're capable of because we think we're capable of this, but really, you know, there's no limit to what we're capable of. But if we think we can only do this, then that's all we're going to do. That's beautiful, Joe, because you're absolutely right. Burning Man definitely brings that in being around people who are, who are like, um, yeah, who, who who have that sense of belief and have have that sense of like we're doing this and can I help in any way? Mm-hmm. Like I've seen so many amazing Celtic Chaos participants like selflessly helping. You know, people not just people in the camp, everywhere on the playa, mm-hmm. really beautiful men representing the best. You know, mm-hmm. what can I do? That's like those experiences are are like stamped on my mind forever. It's interesting in life because, you know, when we have experiences, often the impact of those experiences don't really, it doesn't like, uh, we don't really comprehend their profoundness. So mm-hmm. I'm just taking the example of beautiful people who I have been honored to be in the company of that are selflessly giving of their love and, uh, you know, immediately weighing in saying, I can help you with that or let me give you a hand there or, you know, do you need anything or... I can, I've got something there that can really help you kind of thing, you know, mm-hmm. many experiences like that. And, you know, like in the, in the moment, often the, the impact of witnessing that sort of like, um, you know, that sort of love and that sort of sense of like, I'm here to help that can, that like, well, personally for me anyway, like I, I've had experiences where it doesn't really at the mo- in, in that moment, I guess maybe because I'm I'm consumed by something else going on in my mind, which can often happen with with us human beings, but it's like they leave a profound and lasting impact. Like I can remember distinctly on the Sunday night of of uh, after the temple had burned, uh, Padraig actually a, a person saying, "Look, I, I've lost all my friends. I don't know. I don't know where my friend is gone. I'm a bit worried." And him like dropping everything and being like. Let me help you. Let me help you. I can see that you're distressed. Let me help you, you know. This like mm-hmm. something bigger than ourselves. It's such an actual, like it, it is a most incredible gift to be involved, to be, to have the mindset to to see that other people's well-being supersedes our own. That's mm-hmm. gorgeous because when we are operating from that level, it it we we are like, it, it is it is just so much, it is such a true saying, it is in giving that we receive. I find that the most mm-hmm. truest and most, you know, whether it's our time, our energy, all of those mm-hmm. things, because when we give our time, we give our energy. And that's the biggest gift of all, you know, to be able mm-hmm. to stand up and say willingly, I'll help you. Mm-hmm. So like, I find that with Celtic Chaos and, and like with people generally that are at Burning Man, but I suppose my own experience is mostly with, with Celtic Chaos, like that, that is that is so there with everybody. And what do you think makes Celtic Chaos different from any other camp on the playa? Yeah, we are obviously biased because that's yeah. our, our family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, sure. it, it just seems sure. like there's just something special. There is and something very special. I, although <laughs> anybody listening, don't be disguised by our Irish accents and a lot yeah. of the Irish accents that you hear on this podcast. We are a global community, heavily yes. populated by Irish people, uh, but with members from all over the world. Um, mm-hmm. And we welcome everybody and anybody into our camp. Uh, but we have uh, Irish roots and a strong Irish contingent. But yeah. is, is that maybe what makes us different? It's the Irish blood. Our minds are pretty strong. We have a strong work ethic. We're quick. I'm not mm-hmm. saying other nations are not. I don't want to be like, 
you know, I, I, like discriminatory or anything towards other people, but like definitely. But I think we're known the world over for being hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And exactly. tough people. Yeah. Strong. I mean, I, I've lived in Canada and I actually lived there in 2006. I moved there first and like there were not very many Irish people there because, you know, most people, most people were still going to Australia. But actually since 2008 or 2009, Many people have now chosen Canada as their destination and to see the transformation and actually to see how many now, like construction companies, for example, Emerald Construction is on the sign outside the building sites and, you know, just different electrical, driving around and seeing electrical like rigs, Irish electrical rigs. And, you know, you can see that, wow, there's, there's Irish people are at the, at the, like, at the helm of, of like progress. Mm-hmm. And the same, I've moved back to Ireland now. And uh, it's, it's, I see that even with the company, I'm living in Cork and there's so much work. And I had a conversation actually with, with a, with a man who runs a business and he's relocating his, his um, headquarters from London to Dublin and employing 2000 people. And I said, why did you choose Dublin, uh, Ireland? And uh, he said, basically, because I can trust my workers that they are going to do a great job. They're going to deliver. They're going to come up with the best solution. They're going to follow through. Mm-hmm. So I thought, well, so I think mm-hmm. it's the same for Celtic Gas, to be honest. And what would be your uh, advice for fresh burners that are going out for their first time uh, or even seasoned seasoned burners? Um, how do you ensure smooth entry, re-entry into the default world? And for anybody listening, the default world is what we call normal life outside of Burning Man. So how would you how do you ensure a smooth entry um i suppose it kind of goes back to that that uh like i suppose to be honest like we carry it around like you know we carry the experiences around because they 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 create opportunities in our mind to have like exceptional like emotional states of like mm-hmm. wowness and I can't believe this. And this is like exceptional. It's beautiful. And it's so inspiring. And I like, I, I've seen some fabulous art displays where people have just come up with some great, like, you know, like ideas of like, you know, a man and woman's intertwined love together. And maybe like, you know, the creation of that from, from like, you know, the creation of another life form from that love and how to actually embody that in an art piece. And, you know, so like I didn't, when I leave Burning Man, I have a different, I'm seeing things through, through a different lens completely. And like, that that's beautiful. That's really beautiful. And, and holding, holding strong to that and actually continuing, maintaining, committing to actually maintaining that, that like sense of wonder and woe. Because like, we go to Burning Man to have those experiences, but actually life is full of those woe experiences. It is, it is, the treasure is in the, is in the every moment, like, you know. Mm-hmm. Seeing that treasure that's available to us at all times, if we if we continue like maintaining that sort of momentum in our mind, and I think what you say is very beautiful because you actually your way of transitioning back into the default is you make sure to hold that sense of wonder mm-hmm. because it is there in the real world. It's the fact that we, for whatever reason, do not see it because we have blinkers on. If we don't make sure that our hearts, our minds, and our senses are opened. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And definitely like the more the more we like we can we can basically reprogram our mind to to have a burning man kind of experience. I don't want to say every day, but like 
certainly the wonder in even just watching a bird flying in the sky or to mm-hmm. see the reflection of of like uh, of the sky in the water in, in mm-hmm. little fluffy clouds or there's there's multiple you know countless opportunities to experience wonder to even get up in the morning to be able to like walk around to be mm-hmm. able to you know like we're be with your family be, to be honest exactly be with our family to be able to eat some nice food to be able to be free to choose even like basic things like choose what to wear there are places in the world where women can't even choose their own clothes mm-hmm. like and this is a reality. So, yeah, you know, so um, just even like everything, well, mm-hmm. literally everything is an opportunity to to free our minds and to be like in that sense of beauty and love and everything. So I think Burning Man sets up the stage for that, you know. Something that it also sets up the stage for is, you know, you mentioned love, but the flip side of love <clears throat> is also loss and the temple is a place where you will go and you'll feel the energy. It's palpable before you even set foot mm-hmm. inside the temple. Um, and it's even just to write out to it feels like a pilgrimage to borrow what you said earlier, you know, when you go, it's a pilgrimage. Uh, what What's the temple for you? And does it change uh, year on year or is it the same always? No, it changes. I think it changes based on my on, on, on my own, like like everything in, in life really, I think, is determined by the lens that we see things through, mm-hmm. you know. So, like, you know, I've had experiences of the temple, we'll say, after, like, after my father passed away, the, the first year that I went, I found, like, um, a lot of comfort in it and a lot of, like, a lot of release in actually leaving a message for him and and, you know, freeing myself and also freeing him from from like I suppose that process of grief and you know it didn't happen overnight or anything but it definitely like it brought an understanding that I hadn't previously you know kind of had the opportunity to to kind of consider you know so mm-hmm. uh, definitely the temple is and it's so beautiful it's like, it's incredible actually and at the at the beginning it took me a long time to accept the fact that how could this be like burnt down like seriously mm-hmm. this is how could you it's so gorgeous and so beautiful and you know the the message that 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 it conveys that that process of conversion, which ultimately is what's happening. Uh, you know, the message that convey it conveyed to me that you know things pass from one form into the other, and uh, it's a very it's a very peaceful spiritual place. It's lovely, it's and the work such a lovely is just so gorgeous, so so gorgeous, and it does it changes in terms of the structure too because. Different years, uh, the team the team may vary from year to year. So mm-hmm. uh, it's always very beautiful. It's always mm-hmm. super beautiful. And when it when it actually on the Sunday night dinner it burns, it's just very very peaceful because it's there's this sense of like I don't know like this transforming or this sense of like everybody is so peaceful, quiet, mm-hmm. and respectful. Mm-hmm. You know, because the man burns the night before, and it's a totally different burn when the man yeah, burns. Absolutely, isn't it? And the temple burns and it's on the final night. Like it's, it is, it's, it's, it's trans, it's a transmission, a transformation. And everybody's thinking about those messages that they have in there or their loved ones that they're holding dear. Um, and sometimes I find it difficult to watch it burn, maybe because of, partly because it's so beautiful and to see it burn or partly because I, not that I find it too sad, I find that I get more of a relief from it 
being distant from it, knowing that it's burning and knowing that all of the love that I've put, all the love, the sorrow and the grief that I've put in there is burning. But to sit for me and watch it burn, it's something that I didn't do on my second burn. But maybe, maybe next time I will. As you say, everyone is different. Every burn is different and every temple is different. Um, but it is, it's it's probably one of my favorite places at Burning Man, I have to say. Second to Celtic Chaos. Beautiful. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Change faces just a little bit here. Do you remember the first thing that you saw when you arrived at Black Rock City? The first thing that made you go, oh my God. I guess the first thing that that's that that like yeah is in my mind is all of the people having so much fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And just like everybody laughing and just like smiling and just like, yeah. You know, like Brilliant. ready for it and up for it. Like. Yeah, yeah, and just like just laughing and joking around and just in the stitches. Mm-hmm. That's that's basically it. And and in fact, my almost everyone actually I've gone to. That's been the first thing I've seen. The people. It's like people bursting. Mm-hmm. Either like you know, depending on when I arrive. If I arrive a day or two after other people, or if people are already in the flow, and of course, then that 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 immediate like get in here you know mm-hmm. get amongst it mm-hmm. you know that like message that that like yeah so mm-hmm. yeah great 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 mm-hmm. god almighty like you know super excited to get out there i bet you are oh, i am no i must say because like 2017 was the last time and to be honest with you joe i'm a completely different person now so i'm excited to bring this new version of myself to the player oh yeah that's exciting as oh, well because you're not god. the same person that you were no and 2017, that was the first time that you went back to the burn <clears throat> after you had to leave early? Yeah. Okay, so how did you yeah. find that going back after? Um, I found it challenging, to be honest, you know. Yeah. Just as well, I had just come from another festival, so mm-hmm. and I had come from quite a few festivals that specific year. So, like, yeah, it was a challenging year. And the whole idea of self-care, Joe, was, like, completely, that's, like that's like double dutch it's like brain surgery or just like whatever you know to me mm-hmm. self-care what's that so yeah. now I have a completely different understanding about what's what it means to really love myself really mm-hmm. you know and just to be my own friend and be like good to myself and mm-hmm. see I remember a friend once saying to me you must see what we see mm-hmm. and I couldn't even understand what she meant but man her words mean true to me now because I'm like now I understand what she's talking about because like if I if I really mean the words I say, like I love my mother, for example, it means that I must take care of myself, Joe, because otherwise that's totally meaningless. Because if I love my mother, my well-being is very important to her well-being. Mm-hmm. And it's exactly. the same with, all right, so that like to actually understand the words, words achievement, mm-hmm. it's to understand the things, to understand the message behind the words, you know, or, the, mm-hmm. or to really like, I suppose, like have a, to really see how to actually live, live in a way that's true. I'm finally doing that, Joe, mm-hmm. in my 43rd year. Mm-hmm. No? So cool. that feels so good. If I, I bet it does. God, like... Oh, so good. So good, girl. It's like, it's like somebody turned on the light switch in a, in a, in a, in a room that's been dark for a long time. And Even what though changed? I the best. Um, what changed was kind of, you know, I suppose like, what changed was having something in my life more important than me, mm-hmm. having something in my life more important than my dysfunctional attachment to myself. Mm-hmm. And as that is my mother's well-being, basically. 
you know, mm-hmm. she she was unwell there, Joe, at the beginning of last year. And uh, it really, really made me realize what's important here. My mother's recovery. And I swore, Joe, I swore on the, on not the Bible, whatever, I don't believe in swearing the Bible. But I swore to the universe mm-hmm. that I would, like, I would, I would stop. I think deep down we are. You see, the problem I find, Joe, is, when, like for me anyway, right? I didn't. I knew that life wasn't wasn't. I wasn't living my best life, but I didn't know how to actually Change. do anything about it. You know, so like I swore to the universe that day. I said, if my mother gets better, I will do everything I can. I will find a fucking way. Excuse my language. I will find a way to live the life that I know I should be living. Joe, mm-hmm. and that's what happened. My mother recovered and. I was so overcome with joy and happiness and gratitude for the fact that the first time she baked after she pulled through her illness, I was just like so overwhelmed. I, I don't want to say overwhelmed because that's not a nice word. I was just so like awestruck. I couldn't, yeah, I couldn't get over the experience of it actually. And I was like, it made me stop and realize I created that mindset. I, I actually created this mental state all by myself. I didn't. It wasn't a drug. It wasn't a person. It wasn't anything except me. I did that. If I can do it once, mm-hmm. I can do it all the fucking time. So that's mm-hmm. what happened to you. So then mm-hmm. I started doing it all the time. Like, oh my God, Bunny. Oh, the dog. Oh, I love you, Bunny. Oh, you're so great. I love you so much. Or look at this beautiful flower. Oh, look at its color. Look at how like the different like shades of pink in this gorgeous tulip. And I realized, man, I can actually reprogram my mind if I, if I like. We can access you, it. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And once you get into the flow of that jaw, like, no, there's no effort involved with me. I'm, this is my default state. Amazing. Wow. Can't get over it. Uh-huh. That's Unreal. so epic. Isn't and it? you just have that calm and, like, just this centered calm in nature, you know? I just thought you were always like this. No, no, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have not always been like this. The potential to be like this has always been there, Joe. But yeah. the actual ability to tap into it, that's that's only new, newly found. And I've had so many beautiful people in my life trying to help me see. But ultimately, Joe, if we don't see it ourselves, mm-hmm. what goes on out here? Like like that now, being the Burning Man. Imagine I've been to Burning Man six times. Like, wow. I mean, who gets the opportunity to do that? Oh, very special, very blessed people. The beautiful people in my life the amazing things that happened to me, you know, I'm only really now understanding that. I'm really now sitting in that seat of, yeah, it's a beautiful thing. I want to share it with everybody, Joe. I want everybody to experience the freedom I've felt. My heart is compassionate for those that suffer because I've suffered and I know it's like, I I wish Mm -hmm. freedom for every person. So I will live my life now embodying that freedom. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, because people who, people like who were free or who are free that came into my life, they helped me. They did their best to try to help you. Likewise. No, and I want to do the same. Mm-hmm. You are doing the same. Thank you very much. You Thank you very much. Same. And one final question that I have for you, Ranger Raccoon, is what would be the top tip that you would give to anybody coming out of Black Rock City for the very first time? Um, I would say free, be free generate uh, like a an experience of freedom like free ourselves mm-hmm. from any perceived kind of ideas we have or any kind of like 
I I remember like kind of having having challenges around like judging myself. Am I doing well enough? And am I you know contributing enough? Or God, I didn't do that right. And just having not a very good relationship with myself at times at Burning Man. Uh, but know that we are supported and loved, and that we are mm-hmm. we're we're here to create love, beauty, and amazing experiences, and that every moment is is like uh, is an opportunity to to experience that and to actually grow and develop and evolve and mm-hmm. you know and and actually follow our destiny. You know, it's part of our destiny to be in this moment at Burning Man, and mm-hmm. you know, trusting in that. And, and being in that flow and being like, you know, through the eyes of just absolute wonder because every moment is so precious, so mm-hmm. incredibly precious and so unique. Each moment is super unique. Mm-hmm. You don't and, know what's around next, the next corner. No, 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 no. And it's like, that's that makes life quite exciting too because, yeah, it's, it's like a roller coaster, literally, you know. Mm-hmm. And I suppose the other thing I would say is definitely self-care is key to like, you know, just bring with you things, set up your space, um, you know, it, it, it'll, make, it'll make for a much more and more beautiful experience, even though, like, you know, everybody everybody takes care of, of, of each other, absolutely, mm-hmm. 100%. But, like, for our own sense of, like, you know, what do I need? Like, you know, good sturdy shoes are key. You know, like, don't be walking around with no shoes on. Um, mm-hmm. Wouldn't be advisable. It feels um, so tempting, yeah. though. Like it just feels tempting. I, know, and I remember going so around on my bare feet, and somebody's like, "No, you can't. There's plyo foot. You can't." And I was like, "What's plyo foot? You can't walk around in your bare feet." But you know, these are things that you have to learn. Yeah, and get ice and 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 have things cool. Don't don't be like me and turn your like cooler into a bath for, <laughs> for you know soup. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a top tip. Even though you have yeah. to queue for a little bit and there's very few things you can pay for at Burning Man, there's only two, coffee and ice. That's right, yeah. yeah. And both are very important. Yeah, exactly, know? exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Carmel, thank you so much for being jo, on Embrace the so Chaos. Much. Thank you for the opportunity to share and, and I'd just like to express my gratitude for for all of the beautiful gifts and the love and the care and and. And and like the high esteem I'm held by people who are really wonderful. So thanks for validating that we need to validate myself through your love. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And I cannot wait to see you either on the playa or on the Emerald Isle at our next gathering. Actually, we do yes, have a gathering yeah. coming up uh, before Burning Man of our local uh, Irish Burning Man community. So I will, no doubt I will see you there. I look uh, forward to it, Joe. And again, thank you so much. You've been absolutely wonderful. Thank you very much. Lots of love. Lots of love. The music that you've listened to in this episode of Embrace the Chaos is by Malison Inkis from County Cork and the title of the track is Shocking. You can stream this anywhere that you listen to music. A special thank you to John from Claycastle Recording Studios in County Cork for mastering the audio of this podcast. And a special shout out to our admin team at the Celtic Chaos community for working behind the scenes to bring Embrace the Chaos to you. If you're enjoying Embracing the Chaos with us, please do hit that subscribe button and join us on our social channels where we would love to hear from you.